It's JG here for a little intro into the John Robinson uh, bonus episode, and just wanted to say that this was uh, this was a call in. We had Pettit call in. It's actually the first time uh, we had done this certain way of calling and, and recording. So there might be a little bit of uh, technical difficulties. Um, if there are, we apologize. But for the most part, thinking went well. And I mean, if it just if it's anything, it just sums up how crazy of a day this was for Titans fans and how unexpected this was. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoy. Uh, before hearing about John Robinson and Pettit and I's thoughts, here's some word from DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. It's just a simple app. You go to the app, you go to you know, what sport you want. It's, you know, NFL's just staring you right in the face. You go to NFL, you you pick your game, uh, plenty of spreads, weekly specials, game lines, props, uh, same game parlays. You got just a ton of things you can bet on. And uh, it's a ton of fun. You know, get your money quick. And uh, DraftKings is just great. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost. bigger your shot to win big. This week, so, we got the Jags coming up. Titans... You know, it's maybe feeling a little, we're feeling a little low, morale's low. Um, I think at the end of the day, what we need is we need our king, Derrick Henry, to have a big comeback game. So, I have a weekly special on DraftKings. And you might not like this one on the Jags side too, but I got a parlay of Derrick Henry and Travis Etienne to have 100 plus rush yards. Plus 400, pretty good odds. I like the Derrick Henry side. I don't know if I like the ETN side as much, but with the odds and the parlay, I'm going for it. So Derrick Henry and ETN, 100-plus rush yards. That's what I'm liking. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, so Pettit, I have you on the line. It's JG here. We're Primetime Titans. And just a little disclaimer, I recorded an episode this morning with our good friend Jack Wagster. And then throughout the day, the crazy news happened with John Robinson the Titans GM being fired Pettit. What were your initial thoughts right away? And how did you find out? Uh, I found out from you texting, you were Robert texting and, uh, first reaction was definitely shock. I didn't even, I didn't even consider him to be on the chopping block. Um, yeah, I, I'm still in shock. Yeah, I think shock is a good, you know, first word 
to describe it. Um, I was you on Twitter. Ex- you don't. Ex- oh, sorry. Go ahead. You're good. I was on Twitter and I saw the Ian Rapport tweet, and it said like one minute. So it had just been tweeted, and you know, of course, when you're on Twitter, you got to double check and make sure that it's a right, you know, verified account. So it, w- I, I am, I don't know. It was nuts, and I immediately started just sending it out to people and sharing the news. Yeah. Uh, I It is very interesting, especially after, like, initial thought. You're thinking, wow, a general manager that has never had a losing season. It's definitely interesting to think that he would be on the chopping block. Um, and then, you know, you think back a few years, and – you know, we had Mike Malarkey as our coach, and he was a coach that took us from three and thirteen to nine and seven. I think they do back to back years, and then won, a, won us a playoff game. I think um, so. And like a pretty miracle comeback win, and and then he got fired. So it's you know it's kind of one of those things where you're like, wow, Amy Adams is not uh, afraid to fire anybody. Yeah, and at that time, I don't know about you, but Firing Mark Malarkey or Mike Malarkey, I, it was almost like the no nonsense with the firing was coming from John Robinson, and not yeah. Amy Adams Strunk, which it could have been. It could have been a, a combo. combination of the two. I mean, you could you could tell that Amy Adams was definitely very involved, and in that she, um, she noticed that even though we won a playoff game, that the play and the play style was not where she wanted it to be. Yeah, she plays. I think she pays close attention to the team, which from afar, honestly, from afar, but because she's in Houston, right? So I think she, from afar, is still very, very active and paying attention a lot more, which is what you want in an owner to an extent. Hundred percent. Yeah. But um, what were what were your thoughts after after kind of settling down a little bit? Honestly, I didn't expect it. The timing is weird. The first thing I kind of went to was, okay, did something happen, you know, not football related that basically confirmed the thought of doing this? And then really in her statement, it was just that she knew we could reach something higher. And so it was just, you know, pure football decision basically. Um, But at the end of the day, I don't, I haven't been that bummed. It's because I feel like if if it comes down to it and it's either John Robinson or Vrabel, I'm taking Vrabel 12 times out of 10. Yeah. I don't know about you. Would you would you agree there? Yeah, I I would so far. It's proven that Vrabel no matter what roster he has in front of him is getting the best from his players week in and week out. Um, you know, with the exception of, you know, you know, roughly, roughly two games a year that you're just like, wow, that was, that was ugly. But you know, (laughs) some teams have that 10 times a year. So, um, it's definitely very, very interesting. And the more you read about John Robinson and Brable, you notice, you know, some of the disagreements that they had, which the main one that everybody has kind of got circled on their piece of paper is, you know, AJ Brown, the AJ Brown trade. Right, so that's kind of the blockbuster move that Rabel wanted to keep AJ apparently, and John Robinson traded him away. Um, 
I think the big reasoning was financially. Um, and then another, the other two trades or big moves was the Julio trade. Brable didn't want Julio. And then releasing Brett Kern sounds to be like another disagreement that they had. Oh, really? And, well, I think the argument was Rabel. It's not that Rabel didn't think Ryan Stonehouse wasn't good. I think he just thought for locker room purposes of Brett Kern, a franchise legend Brett Kern, you don't just release him like that. Yeah. Um, and so I think there was some more kind of like, let's do this the right way or, you know, kind of figure that out a little bit. And like, let's let's stick with Brett Kern for all that he's done with us because he's still very talented and it's, you know, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, which, you know, if you look at those three moves, though, in my mind, none of those three moves get you fired. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is just small pieces of the pie. And, you know, he's had some roughly is his draft classes seem to only be getting worse. Um, I think that's kind of a big kicker timing wise. It sounds like now's, the exact time when scouts are coming out and looking at college players. Um, if you're going to fire, if you're going to get rid of your GM, now's the exact time that you kind of want to do it. If you're going to do a mid season, uh, so they can look at all these guys that are playing in their college bowls, getting ready for college day or for pro day and things like that. So timing wise, it kind of makes sense. I wouldn't have really thought about it until he got fired, but, um, yeah, I mean, in my mind, he gets fired because of his draft class. I mean, he's hit on one first-round pick, one. What? And who? Who are you referring to? Jeffrey Simmons. What about Traylon Burks? But the thing is, Traylon Burks, as good as he's been so far, first thing you, you don't really know, but he's looking like he's going to be a great player, but he's not really looking like he's going to be a superstar yet. And that pick is kind of overshadowed with dealing away AJ in order to get him. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't. I'm not hating on Burks at all, but right now our expectations is not that Burks is going to be AJ. And AJ is a guy that we got in the second round that should have been a first round pick. And it's like Traylon Burks is so far a guy that it's a first round pick that maybe we should have gotten in the second round. Things like that, where it's just like. Traylon Burks is good, but is he first round pick good? I don't know. Yeah. And then you know the Isaiah Wilson. Uh, I mean, the the list goes on on Caleb Farley. Dude, one of the things I was thinking about was I completely forgot about Des Fitzpatrick. What a terrible pick that was. Yeah. Dylan. Amonra St. I mean, Brown was taken right after Des Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I, the Think big thing that. is the last two draft classes have just been have been bad, like really bad. So the fact that Rabel's doing what he's doing with the draft classes he's getting and the injuries of the people on the field, it's like Rabel's doing all the work. It doesn't seem like John Robinson's supporting him as well as he should. I think that and then you know you can go back even further happened. and you can look at more moves that John Robinson's done where you know he. Uh, dropped Saffold maybe when we probably could have kept him a little bit longer. Um, I'm trying to think of some other other ma- – I mean, the big signing of Bud Dupree to a major contract so far is not looking too good. Um, you know, releasing Dennis Kelly as a great backup lineman is not looking too good either. Um, again, that's not saying Rabel was involved, but 
just little things like that that they're not shining a great light on John Robinson at the moment. Yes. And I think moving forward with this, the thing that scares me the most, I trust Vrabel and his coaching style has, you know, it's worked out for the most part. He won coach of the year last year. It's definitely a word to use is for sure stubborn. And I almost am concerned that when it comes to him getting the keys to the team, which it sounds like that's where it's headed, uh, you know, he's probably going to have a big say in the the new GM. I'm just wondering, are we going to have a GM that's going to, you know, fight back sometimes and go against him in a good way? Or is it going to be, you know, Vrabel, stubbornness, the rest of the way, and and how is that going to work out when it comes to players and personnel and contracts and that front? And so I think that's where my biggest concern lies moving forward. Yeah, I think that's very reasonable. I mean, I think dating back to when Vrabel got hired, it felt like a – underlying rule in place was that John Robinson Vrabel or the John Robinson and the coach needed to be like get along they need to have the same vision that's kind of it was actually really cool at the time when they got hired and how well they got along and kind of Mm -hmm. felt like they had the same vision that was in the exact same order and it felt like things were perfect there for a while um so now I'm kind of curious with the roles reversed a little bit is Vrabel going to be picking helping pick a GM that's going to have uh, the same goals in mind as him? Or, I mean, yeah, what is that going to look like? And, you know, personally, you know, we did the experiment of John Robinson at, as head coach and defensive coordinator. I, I would hate to personally do the experiment of Vrabel as head coach and GM. That seems a little scary. That seems like a lot on someone's plate. Um, but I could – could, I could honestly see them doing that, maybe for a little bit, but I hope not. That, that seems that seems risky. Yeah. I don't know. It is a crazy day as a Titans fan, uh, especially with being first place in the division, probably going to make the playoffs. But at the end of the day, we talked about it earlier, you can't be that upset that your owner has high expectations and if she doesn't see it going in the right direction – She's not afraid to make a move. She's going to put the personal side um, aside and go for, you know, a Super Bowl, basically. Yeah. Which is what fans want. So I think at the end of the day, it's a crazy, weird day for having your GM fired in these circumstances. But got to trust Amy Adams Strunk knows what she's doing. She's made some good decisions along the way. And. Just got to move forward, and at the like I said, you know, Mike Vrabel's still our coach, and I'm happy yep. about that. Yeah, and the the final thing to note is, as crazy as this move is for this season, we won't we won't feel the effects of it until next season, until the draft yeah. or any off season moves. So, um, you know, it feels like a big shock now, but it's going to feel like an even bigger shock or shock come uh, come draft time. Yep, great point. I think that's a good way to end it. Um, so, yeah, appreciate you hopping on. Uh, sorry if it was 
a little weird, you know, it's kind of first time doing a call in like this. Pettit, I appreciate you calling in. And uh yeah. Still remains go Titans. Vrabel, yep. he's our guy. Happy to be here. And have a prime time, uh, have a prime time day in the rest <laughs> of the episode. Awesome. Pettit said it best. See y'all.